Investment advice offered through Stratus Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, DBA, True North Wealth Partners. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. True North Wealth Partners and Stratus Wealth Advisors do not make any guarantee or other promise as to the results that may be obtained from this. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal, and no strategy assures success or protects against loss. Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners is for our clients and those wanting to learn more about what's really going on within the markets and economy as well as overall financial planning topics. Hello, welcome to Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners. Today is September 21st, Wednesday. Fed uh, Fed conversation Fed day. day. Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, it was AKA. a big day. <laughs> That's right, and here we are. Uh, glad to be with you. Uh, I'm Eric Biddle. I'm Eric Susi. Episode 27. Can Episode, you believe it? Yeah, unbelievable. Jeez. Yeah. Going good. Yeah, that's right. This Breaking is my out. first one to help you host. Yeah. I was on one other one yeah, with you, true. but this is the first one to help host. More of a guest slash, yeah. That's right. And he's on the golf course having fun. Not. <laughs> yeah, He's right. working hard, but no, yeah, we just yeah. rotate our advisors through and we have uh, strategic partners. I might yeah. as well just mention that now. So for next week, we have, um, or next week, next month, <laughs> uh, we're going to have um, Mike Terry. So Mike Terry, we've had him on before, but he is our Medicare specialist. Talk about the 2023 Medicare changes, the ACH Affordable Care Health, Affordable Care Act changes. A lot of updates going on. So yeah. he'll be with us next month. That's so great. Make sure you t- tune in for that one. It's too. good to have connections like yeah. that. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's important stuff. Helps a lot of our clients. I don't know. I'd probably say a third of our clients that are you know retired or at least using him. I mean, he's done yeah. a lot of a lot of work and uh, you know yeah. providing guidance as best he can as well. Yeah, and what I love about Mike is that he's an independent agent, yes. so Amen. he can write. He can write with any carrier, mm-hmm. uh, which means that he can write with uh, the carrier that's the best for that particular that's client. Exactly right. So. Yep. No, he shops the market yearly and doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, heck, man, we got a lot going on. So <laughs> yeah. I heard you were out out west. So that learn, is true. Learning the trades. So we have what's called TNIP True North Insurance Partners. So we've started that this year, but uh, why don't you get us up and our clients all up to date on sort of the latest. You're our yeah, sure. annuity insurance guy, so yeah, it. sure, <laughs> yeah. So I just uh, just went out west to Scottsdale, Arizona, nice. my first time. Nice. Uh, a group called Annexus uh, is is who I went out to hear. That's who put on the conference, and Annexus actually manages uh, strategies. Mm-hmm for four different insurance carriers, nice. um, their products. And what they do is they go out and they partner with, with like, um, Goldman Sachs and Merrill Lynch and, um, uh, PIMCO Barclays, some of the big players in yeah. the game to create indices. And they use those indices within the annuity okay. strategies. Cool. Uh, and these guys are, yeah, they're doing some great work. They've been very, very innovative over the years. And, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the annuity market is catching up to them. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. I mean, in the old days, my New York life years, obviously I sold annuities, but the point is this, 
So I think it's becoming more in vogue because the products have changed <laughs> sure. a lot and gotten more efficient and better. So um, yes. would you say it's uh, helping our more you know, retired slash older clients and there's a niche for that in your experience? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree. There was uh, there was a time where uh, you would, uh, the only option you had was to annuitize yeah. the annuity, <laughs> right? No. Which basically means you take this lump sum of money, you hand it to the insurance company, it's no longer yours, right. and then they just produce an income for you. Uh, and that's no longer the case. Right. Uh, now you're actually holding on to that lump sum of money. It's still part of your net worth. Uh, and then you uh, produce an income through what's called a rider. Yep. And yes, uh, as a result, uh, they have been very helpful uh, for a lot of clients because what it does is, first of all, it it's it's a much safer uh, investment. So we use Riskalyze, right. oh, yeah. and when you use Riskalyze, you you have your more aggressive, uh, more aggressive investments. Might be an eighty or a right. you know seventy on the score one to hundred right. exactly. But annuities, the fixed index type anyway, they're a one. Mm -hmm. So you add that to a portfolio, yeah, brings it brings the down. risk level down. Right. Um, but the other major thing it does is it produces an income. Beautiful. Yeah. So clients it's, like income. So yeah. So so it's a way to diversify your income stream. You yeah. now have social security. Maybe you have a little bit of a pension. Yeah. Most likely you don't. Yeah. Uh, but you're you're also producing income from your investments, yep. and so the annuity also provides an income stream. And uh, in the annuities that that I use, uh, they actually have the potential to grow, grow. during the income years. Yeah. So, so that so income win -win. stream, yeah, yeah, hopefully is keeping pace with, if not beating inflation. Right. That's, that's the goal. Awesome. I'm glad you're out there representing True North Insurance Partners. So, uh, yes. you know, that's another feather to the cap we'll add. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take care of our clients as best we can yeah. with that when necessary. So that's Sounds great. good. Yeah, it's been a blast. No, and, uh, and you took a recent trip as well. Oh, boy. It's my bucket <laughs> list. All right, yeah. real quickly. Sorry, folks. But, uh, yeah, I did my Bristol night race. So... Oh, the crew, my, there's like 12 of us, but this time only four of us can make it. So four guys went down to the Bristol, Tennessee over the weekend for the NASCAR night race. There's a truck race, Xfinity race, and then the NASCAR race. So we, we hit all that up. It was great. Awesome track. One of the best <laughs> venues. So uh, as Dale Jr. says, it's Bristol, baby. <laughs> but anyway, it's a good time. So it was fun. Yeah, but that's cool. good. That's good. Appreciate your, it. Your trip was a little less businessy than mine. I yeah. I did get to I did get to climb a mountain while I was oh, there. Camelback. Camelback. That's nice. correct. Yeah. My aunt lives there. Yeah. It's a great oh, place. Is that right? oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I had a great time. Good. It was a little little hot that day, yeah, but no, uh enjoyed it. Over a hundred, right? When you think when you're uh, it was close. Oh, it was yeah. just under maybe okay. ninety five. Yeah. Which was funny because all the locals said, Hey, you picked a great day to go. It was <laughs> a little cooler today. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> which, uh, I'm good. glad they feel that way. It didn't feel that no. way to me. I'm sure you had your backpack with plenty of water. Oh, right? yeah, you know? yeah. Went through plenty of water. Yes, good man. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, let's sort of get into it. Now, um, you know, being the Fed day, what have you, just timing happens to work out great. We have a lot to cover. We'll do charts at the end, uh, tips of the month, obviously, but maybe we'll just sort of get into, um, you know, let's talk about what the Fed did. So the Fed raised rates, okay, yeah. 75 bips, 75 yeah. basis pretty points. Pretty expected. Yeah, pretty expected. And um, I guess going into, um, you know, the last, two meetings for the Fed. So there's going to be one uh, on November 2nd, and then the final one for the year will be on December 14th. And, you know, I think Andy and I spoke last month, but you and I, we can talk briefly. You know, they're going to raise rates again, okay? Yeah. So unfortunately, November 2nd, they'll raise rates. What are we thinking? 50, 75? 
I'm going to go with 50, 50? in November. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. 50. Okay. So okay. I'm going to go with 50. I think they'll, they may be able to lay off the accelerator a little bit. Yeah. So I think it's 50 as well. And then yeah. in December, yeah. um, what do you, what did you call I'm for I'm thinking December? they're going to pause. Uh, all right. Yeah. So let's hope, because last month yeah. we talked about, okay, I think, I hope they either, it's all about the language, either they go, they pause or assist, okay, a 25-er. Okay, sure. And then the language is, hey, okay, yeah. if the language is good and they do a pause or a 25 and a pause or, sure. or a 25 and the language is good, Santa Claus rally. Yeah, okay, so that that's, would be nice. that's what we're hoping for here. So, yeah. um, you know, the strategics, I know you did some rebalancing, Andy as well. Yeah. I was using more of the, the cash, putting some stuff away there, trying to get a higher yield. Sure. Uh, until we can redeploy that. But uh, yeah, so it's all strategies sure. going on, but that's a, sort of what we're, um, you know, anticipate between now and the end of the year. So a lot more action from all of us, all your planners here uh, yeah. in True North over the next few months. Sure. So, um, yeah, and certainly it's, you know, no guarantee. No. Uh, we would love to see a market rally. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing about this year is it's midterms. Yes. And historically, the market has not done great during midterms. It's, you know, the market has mm-hmm. gone down a, up, up until till. about November. Right. And then the rally begins. <laughs> uh, so, so we have a couple things that hopefully are, are working yeah. in our favor. We'll see. We're, yeah. We're getting tired of having bad news for yes, clients. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. All year long, but we keep it real. We don't sugarcoat anything. That's right. Yeah. So again, with that, so let's talk about the midterms briefly. Again, mm. we are anticipating the House and Senate goes Republican. If that's the case, we got gridlock. Markets love gridlock. So mm, that right. will uh, that will help part of that, you know, yeah. year end rally stuff as well. So a lot going on. Be sure you get out there, do your part. And, um, and we'll go from there. So, sure. yeah, market's still volatile. Uh, let's just maybe get into the quantitative tightening. So quantitative tightening, um, you know, the Fed, along with the roll-off, you know, they were doing like $47.5 uh, billion per month for the last few months. Now it jumps up to $95 billion in the month of September. Wow. Um, so basically, it's just the bonds. They buy bonds. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's quantitative easing when they buy it. The easing quantitative tightening is the opposite when they let it either roll off or mm-hmm. you know don't don't just let it expire or uh, what have you. They just don't they don't buy any more bonds. <laughs> so um, we'll see uh, if they can. You know, their goal is to try to do that and reduce the um, amount of um, uh, of the you know nine trillion that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, on the balance sheet for the Fed to try to reduce it by like two and a half um, trillion uh, over the next couple of years to bring that in. Mm-hmm. And so that's all quantitative tightening. But when you write <laughs> raising interest rates plus quantitative tightening, the double whammy. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Yeah. So uh, we'll yeah. see. Uh, you know, that's why, you know, we've had in the past soft landing. No, it's a crash. So we'll, <laughs> we'll have that picture for you too. So that's why this bear market ultimately will lead into a recession. Mm. It's just, okay, what type? I've always said before, how long, how deep? Sure. So hopefully it shouldn't be deep. How long? Hopefully it's not too long. Yeah. So I'm on that optimistic side. Um, you know, sure. That's, I think that we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic as well. Yeah. And the reality is, you know, it, we all understand we have the perspective, the long term perspective right. that eventually the market will recover, at least historically. It, it always has. Yes. And so uh, we just kind of kind of hang tight during these times and uh, we, we'll see we'll see brighter, brighter days eventually. Yeah. For the market. 
And with that, you know, historically saying the market bottoms typically four months before the end of the recession. Mm. So that's historically yeah. uh, how it has, it has rolled. So, yeah, that's right. uh, you know, we're getting closer. You know, one of the, the titles was uh, um, The Other Foot hasn't landed yet. <laughs> so one has, but the other one's still not yet. So we're getting closer, <laughs> you know, baseball analogy, you know, you know, okay, we're already rounding second, rounding third. We're let's call it maybe sliding into third base, okay. getting ready to you know, okay. go for home. So I think we're sliding into third base right about this time yeah. period. So you have to get through a few more, you know, rate hikes sure. here and, uh, uh, you know, markets adjusting. So, um, other things too, with the fed, the two year treasury, so the two-year Treasury, <laughs> it's topped. I, this is hot off the press. Right before we came in, I checked four point one one percent. So the two-year Treasury wow. yield is now four point one one percent as of the time of re, before we came in here. That's that, different. That's the first time it's gone that high since October two thousand four. That's unbelievable. Boom. So yeah. that's just that just puts things in perspective. Yeah. And with that said. Um, just a few other stats. So I was on a call, uh, you know, part of our research partners that we use, Day Hagen, um, uh, NDR, Ned Davis Research, um, uh, Hedge Eye, some others. But on a Day Hagen call, uh, they mentioned here, remember Tina? Remember Tina? Yeah. Uh, it's not my friend's girlfriend's name. No, it's just <laughs> Tina, there is no alternative. That's right. Okay. So equities, everybody loaded in equities. So that was great for two years, but yeah. okay. Now there is another alternative. Yeah. And it's U.S. Treasuries. Yeah. So U.S. Treasuries, because the Fed's finally raising rates, and the S&P dividend yield now is 1.69%. 1.69. used to be yeah. a lot higher. It's sure. come down. Okay? So that's part one. Part two, the three-year, th- excuse me, the three-month U.S. Treasury is about 1.69 in climbing and rising. Oh, I'm sorry. Scratch that. It's 3.37. So it's 3.37 in rising. That's the three-month. The one year is over four, it's 4.05 and rising. And the two year U.S. Treasury is 4.11 and rising. Mm-hmm. So all those are greater than 1.69. Sure. So that's why there is another alternative yeah. to Tina. Yeah, yeah for so, years now we've we've been using yeah. bonds to provide stability, right. but we haven't really received Mm-mm. income from them. Right. Yep. So it's nice to finally have a chance yeah. to put them in a portfolio right. and actually see a little bit of income as a yep. result. Yep. So that's everything balances out and yeah. goes through the, through the turn. So, um, you know, risk ranges, uh, just to keep things sort of real as well. So, um, risk ranges, this is today's risk range for the S and P could be down to 3770. So I think coming in is around what? 3833 on the S and P. So 3770, so. we could see that today. It's a low end or the high today is 3999. Go figure. Yeah. Those are the risk ranges, uh, again, provided today, uh, again, from Hedgeye. So that's my daily. I have a couple of daily calls I'm on and things, and um, just to keep things in perspective, how volatile things are. Yeah, All right. I think we saw the top of that and the bottom of that today. right before yes, right great. before 2 p.m. when the yeah. Fed's... It's a lot line. <laughs> yeah, and then right afterwards, whoop, just We all got in the hall with Andy and all. We're like, what's going on? It's like, man... <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, no, I hear you. So those are just some stats, things that I wanted to talk about. Other things too is, uh, you know, mortgages and, uh, you know, rates are going higher. Okay, great. So things are slowing. That's what the Fed wants. They want to slow things down, but then rent relief. Okay. Rent relief is not here yet. So this is just an article. Um, this is coming from, um, who puts this out? Uh, it's called apartmentlist.com. So it's just a, um, um, yeah, a website, I guess, uh, in Columbus, 
In August, rents were up 11.5% higher than they were a year ago. So year over year, up 11.5% for August only. Um, and then going to, according to this apartment list, which ranks Columbus, now it's 35th in rent growth among the nation's 100 largest in metro areas. So Columbus is now ranked 35th highest in rent growth out of the 100 largest in metro wow. across the country. Boom. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. So one last stat here. According to the listing website, the median Columbus area rent is now $1,086 a month for a one-bedroom apartment <laughs> and $1,308 $1, for a two-bedroom apartment okay. in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, rents are up more than 25% since the start of the pandemic in March of 2020. So a little over two years, rents are up over 25%. Yeah. So just want to throw that out. And yeah. the rent is one of the last things that makes up a third of the CPI index, consumer price index. Mm -hmm. So when it makes up a third and it's the last to turn, we're going to have this high elevated rent things yeah. for another, you know, nine, 12 months. Sure. It's a lagging indicator. Sure. So, um, well, and here in Columbus, yeah. you know, there could be so much demand moving forward with Intel coming Intel, in and right. with the growth of the city that we may continue to see this. Yes. I, it's I, hard to say, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Amen. Uh, which is not good, but uh, no, I, I, I know. I yeah. agree with you on that. Yeah. Unless you own, if you own the house, yeah. then it could be a good thing. Can appreciate Building equity. Yeah. So uh, again, just bouncing around a little bit, but just keeping things, you know, last Friday was crazy. That was uh, options ex expiration. So about 3.2 trillion in options expired. So we had a spike in the trading volume as mm -hmm. we always do. And I track that. Um, but interesting, like examples, Adobe, FedEx, you know, reeling in their guidance. Companies are going down. It's just, you know, Verizon Express, now 52-week lows. Um, just, yeah. it's, it's just crazy to see this, but this is what's coming. So, you know, the old mantra was, hey, it's not really, yeah, we have inflation, but it's really profit and revenue growth mm. is sort of what the new thing to look out for. So as profits and revenue growth declines, heading into a quad four, okay, quads mm -hmm. one, two, three, four. So we're in a quad four. Uh, it's it's going to be challenging yeah. as Fed raises rates, as quantitative tightening. So yeah. again, we don't want to paint it all gloom and doom, but we do sure. keep it real. And one other thing, the GDP now casts, so the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, okay, starting out a month ago, it was 2.5% third quarter GDP growth, 25 yeah. okay, a month ago. Um, September 9th, it was 1.3, went down. On wow. uh, September 15th, it was 0.5. And as of 9.20, it's now 0.3. Okay. So 0.3 is now the GDP growth rate for the third quarter of 2022. Okay. <laughs> so you can see it, mm, 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 not good. And then I heard briefly on the way out from the office here, um, the forecast for GDP growth for the entire year now is 0.2, okay. 2022. Okay. That's what the Fed just announced. So interesting. it's going to be, yeah, I, I think it's going to be high. <laughs> I think it's going to be flat to negative. Yeah. For the year. Okay, sure. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be challenging. So I just wanted to, again, keep things uh, uh, as is. And, uh, yeah, good. It is what it is. It's helpful. Um, let's see. So uh, tips of the month here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have a couple things. You know, we have yeah, sure. school, uh, schooling, back to school, all that. So October 1st is the FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A, -A, FAFSA. Yep. So FAFSA, it's good for children. Apply. 
Sure. So, you know, those senior in, in high school, apply for it. Uh, you want to, and then obviously if you're in college, you keep on applying for it. Yeah. Apply for it no matter what, because it's free money. I mean, if you can that's get right. it, you can get it. Yeah. And then, so that's just something to keep an eye out. So we always like to remind folks, for those who are in that realm or space with kids, October 1st is the window for the FAFSA opening. Yeah. So please uh, uh, apply for the um, you know, federal student loan grants and things of that nature. Yeah, um, you know, uh, so what's been going down in the last two years? Yeah. <laughs> what's been going down? Uh, the market? Well, besides the market. Besides the market, what's been going down? Is this a riddle that I'm supposed yeah. to solve? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, a yes. riddle. Boom. Yeah. Life, Life expectancy. expectancy. <laughs> it's the E&E yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, the Eric and Eric uh -huh, show. Yeah. Yep. So life expectancy. Uh, again, this is coming from the dem uh, demography. Um, uh, Neil Howe from Hedgeye, fabulous guy. I track a lot of his stuff. So with um, life expectancy, it's really, it's sort of sad. Uh, but um, in 20... Uh, 2019, life expectancy combined for male-female combined uh -huh. was 78 years, 10 months in 2019. Okay. 2020, it dropped to 77 years. Okay. Even. 2021, it dropped to 76 years and one month. Okay. So the last time that it has been this low, okay, 76 years and one month was back in 1996. It's 25 uh -huh. years ago. And here's just a little chart for you all to see this. So again, life expectancy, you can just sort of see it go up, but then reverse course. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, it's not good, but we can sort of peg it to as to why. So on the next page here, life expectancies beginning 1900 through 2021, certain things, the Spanish flu, that Spanish flu took off 11.8 years. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, when you had uh, the Great Depression, 1933 to 36, it took off 4.8 years. Uh, World War II, from 42 to 43, took off 2.9 years. And here we go, it's COVID. So COVID took off 2.7 years. Yeah. So it's just a nice to frame it out. So we will come back up again, but right now, yeah, you sure. know, we're still paying that price for... Uh, Wait, hey, there's a there's a silver lining in, in all <laughs> negative news, right? Yes. Because Social Security is suffering. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> because, because life expectancy has continued yeah. to go up. Right. Uh, it makes it tough on Social Security, yes. but if that reduces, I guess... Uh, it's extended the life. <laughs> that's the right. Yeah, money. yeah, there extended. we go. So that's all. Here. <laughs> Good man. No, I hear you. So uh, awesome. Well, I think we covered uh, a lot. I know there's still, you know, the Putin came out today talking about mobilization, more troops. So you're heading into the, you know, the Ukraine's going to be with us for a while longer. Uh, the UN meeting was today, which is a joke, but uh, it sort of is what it is. Um, I think... Uh, Maybe we'll sort of get into uh, the charts, uh, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah, that's anything, fine. anything else? We yeah, well, I might just on. mention, yeah, you yeah. know, there's, there's yeah. also silver lining. We've talked a lot about the market going down. Yeah. But for us as advisors, we feel like there's opportunity there, right? Oh, as yeah. we've, we've talked about rebalancing oh, when, yeah. you know, you're, you're selling the assets that have stayed a little more stable mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're buying the assets yep. that are on sale. So, yep. so, you know, there's an opportunity for us there. Um, also, you know, in terms of financial planning, yeah. there are some opportunities. So if you have if you have an IRA that you have been considering converting into a Roth IRA, mm -hmm. Here's what you're doing. You're taking an IRA that perhaps is down 20%. You're converting that over. Whoops. 
And then once it's in the Roth, it's now able to grow. Hopefully, you know, hopefully once it recovers, it's yeah. going to grow back and that'll be tax free money. Bing. So that's, that is a significant yeah. advantage. Uh, and didn't you have some clients recently come in and do, contri- you know, Roth contributions or, yeah, or, yeah, I mean, yeah, just, just I thought, today. I thought, uh, oh, today. Okay. Hi. Just today I was selling assets in a, in a, it's an individual account. Right. Uh, assets that are down. Yeah. So they're going to be able to take their short-term capital gains, long-term yep. capital gains uh, this tax year. Take the losses. M- move yep. that money over to the Roth, Roth IRA. Yep. Uh, and then same same concept. Now it's over there. They're, mm-hmm. they're able to squeeze more in. Mm-hmm. And hopefully as the it rebound. grows back, it'll be... Spring effect. Right? Yeah, it'll be tax-free growth. Beautiful. So, so yeah, these are great opportunities. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's awesome. Yeah. All righty. Well, um that's again, uh, you've all seen these, but these are great charts. Always like to run through them. Nathan, our producer, would do a great job in just focusing in on, on these charts. So we're going to sort of plow through it here. So stock market volatility, the VIX, you've all seen this. The average VIX is 18.5. As of uh, the 20th, it's 27. And it's remember, the, remember, folks, under 20, green lights. 20 to 30, the chop bucket. Over 30, the F bucket. We'll leave it at that. So we're approaching <laughs> the F should. bucket. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're going to have a little more volatility. We will probably trickle into that F bucket between now and end of the year, but it will be short lived and then uh, go from there. But I always, want, always like to keep that fresh and in, in front. Remember we talked about the pullbacks. S&P 500 has pullbacks on average of 4.6 times per year of a 5% pullback. Right now we've had nine of those. And okay, <laughs> relatively speaking, um, last year we only had one. So just to keep things in perspective, and yes, we're gonna have more than nine between now and end of the year. <laughs> Stock market valuations. Uh, valuations, again, uh, one year ago, uh, you can see in red at the little X, and then where we are today. So the nice thing is they're all coming in, which is good. So as the market does come down, things are gonna get more fairly valuated, and then eventually we'll have that springboard effect that we've been talking about. Yeah. So. That's that's the good news of that. S&P earnings per share. So this, I've heard a few you know, companies last month, but really this past week and this week as well so far, companies are finally reeling it in, like FedEx, Adobe. Other ones are being forthright and saying, hey, we're not going to really hit our guidance or this or that. Or, yeah. So that's good in the long term. That's all part of the bottoming process. Sure. So as we get there, Remember, we bought them four months before, you know, yeah. so we're hopefully we get there sooner rather than later. Uh, but this earnings has to come down. This 220, right, basically, it will be coming down. So uh, you'll see a pike there starting to curl over already. Um, so that's one thing. Or growth rate for the S&P earnings, growth rate. You've already seen it come down dramatically, okay? That's good. It needs to come down even more. <laughs> so... Um, that's all part of it. Interest rates, the two-year tenure. Remember the inversion? I track it all daily on my charts. Um, so everything's inverted now. <laughs> uh, so the three-month tenure was the last man standing, meaning there's never, there's always been a recession when the three-month is greater than the tenure. And that broke uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And all the other ones are already inverted, but uh-huh. that was the one that is 100% spot on and it broke. So on this chart, you know, you'll see the, the gapage there. And then with the rate race today, this is already outdated. <laughs> you got spreads going higher because remember the two years, not 396, is 4.11 and going higher. Um, the steepness of the yield curve, again, the inversion's 0.39. That inversion, this gapage will go even deeper. So again, the inversion. Mortgage rates. 
See, the Fed wants to slow down spending, wages, all that. They were trying to get that would help bring down the inflation. Sure. So that's why mortgage rates spiked. So the average since 1990 is 5.9. Well, it's crossed over 6% now. So yeah. uh, mortgage rates were, you know, here we are. Yeah. And it's called rate of change. The rate of change has been so fast, it's just grinded to a halt. Yeah. Again, um, the uh, mortgage refis and the apps just fell out of bed. There's nothing there. So yeah. <laughs> Fed funds rate, this is sort of, it really doesn't matter. The dot plots, all that, you know, is what it is, but it's going higher. So you can, this is their thing. But it's neat to see visually relative to the other years that we've had lower bound and cycle peaks and all that. So uh, again, sort of neat to see. Economic growth, remember we talked about this first quarter, Q1 was minus 1.6%. Q2 is minus 0.6. Uh, Q3, again, they brought it down to 0.3, and mm-hmm. it could be lower. We'll see. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's it's tough out there. Yeah. Wage growth, the Fed wants to see that wage growth. It spiked up, all that free money, pork, pork, prop, prop, all that yeah. stuff. Now it's coming back down. They want to see that. So that's intentionally why they're doing all this. So, yes, they're going to... They're not going to have a soft landing, and this is all yeah. part of the prog- uh, right. their MO. <laughs> C- CPI, okay, 8.3. So the, the inflation has peaked. Yes, certain parts, are, parts of it are still moving up and down, but inflation has peaked, and um, you can see it right there. Uh, but the Fed focused on the PCE inflation. That's their, they, that's just their official. They like to focus on this one, and it's really the core, 4.6. They want to get that down to 2. So that's their mantra to get it to 2 or around okay. 2. So uh, basically CPI uh, is going to be elevated and sticky. Okay. All this year, you're going to see prints coming out all in the eight, seven. I think I saw, won't see 6% till next year, first quarter of next year. Okay. So that's based on, again, hedge eye and things of that nature, but uh, uh, one of our research partners. So it's going to be sticky, elevated, but has peaked. Stock market bull bears. This is always interesting. So yes, we're, you know, we're in the, the bear market. We've said that it's just, okay, how long, how deep? Okay, sure. so we're already there. It's just how long, how deep. <laughs> yeah. um, again, good news is there's more bull markets than bears. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, that's that. A couple more charts. Uh, currencies. So I follow currencies dramatically. I trace it. It's incredible. Um, the dollar is up, I think now after today's move, it's over 15%. So if we just put everything in dollars, we're up 15%. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Hello. But uh, the upside is the dollar, you can see it over the past 24 months, gone up. Now a 111 as of today when I walked in. Mm-hmm. So dollars crossed the 111 mark straight up. All the other foreign currencies are down. So everyone's buying safety. Yeah. Okay. So that's the dollar. Strong dollar. Again, the Fed's okay with that. Having a strong dollar that helps lessen the inflationary effect. So they don't need you know, So strong dollar, quantitative tightening, and, fl- and then Fed raising rates. It's just a, whew, what a mix of that going on there. Bitcoin and dollar, I always like to show the Bitcoin because, <laughs> you know, we have our clients, oh, I want Bitcoin. And we've been saying, Andy, you and I forever, no, no, no. And thank God, because at the beginning of the year, it was uh, over 60,000. And right now it's 18, okay? So you lost your shirt in Bitcoin. Yeah. It's not regulated yet. And once it is, then we will you look into it. Yeah. Uh, dollar straight up, opposite. So it's really, yeah, yeah, over 111 right now. Savings rate. This is what's concerning. Okay, historical average is 6.8% savings rate. This is all the past two years of free money, all the quantitative, 35% savings rate, straight down. Now we're down to five. Mm. People are borrowing, debt going up. It's not good. So you're going to have a lot of uh, things rolling over, and uh, it's going to be hard. So security, boom, good news. Like you said, 
when you have higher inflation, you get higher COLAs, cost of living adjustments. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So the estimate's 8.8% as of right now. We'll see. It's all based on August, and they can change. But the official one that comes out in October is when they officially stamp it. So be, I, I think it's going to be the eight-ish range uh, based on it's sticky and elevated. So uh, that's that. So remember, folks, we appreciate you. Um, and then next uh, month, we will have Mike Terry from a Medicare specialist coming out, talking about the changes, the ACH and all that, a lot going on there. But please reach out to Andy, Russ, uh, Eric, Biddle, myself. We're here, Stacy as well. Uh, True North, we are growing, and uh, uh, we appreciate you. Again, do our best, and uh, anytime, let us know. And thanks for tuning into the Eric and Eric Show. Amen. <laughs> Keep the faith. Thanks. You can reach this episode on our website at mytruenorthwp.com, by other podcast venue sites, or by calling us at 614-929-2715. Also, feel free to share this episode with friends and family and sign up for our weekly email market updates via our website. Special thanks to our producer, Nathan, as we will be producing these episodes on a monthly basis. Investment advice offered through Stratus Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, DBA, True North Wealth Partners. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. True North Wealth Partners and Stratus Wealth Advisors do not make any guarantee or other promise as to the results that may be obtained from this. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal, and no strategy assures success or protects against loss.